Technically, it's three camps. We have three different encampments. Camp Brookwoods. Brookwoods. Camp Deer Run. Camp Deer Run. River Outpost. Three camps. Moreau and Brookwoods. Deer Run. River Outpost. The Three Camps Podcast. With your hosts, John Cooper and Seth Coates. Three camps. Hello and welcome to the Three Camps Podcast. I'm Seth Coates. And I'm John Cooper. Seth, welcome. How are you? I'm good. This is our 25th episode. 25. It's kind of a big deal. Um, uh, We talked about this off mic, but we should announce that we did have a new full-time staffer start this month. Zach. Zach. Zach Fisher. And people probably... Some people probably know who Zach is. He married a girl, Sadie Bass. So they are now with us and they have two kids, two daughters who are adorable. Um, yeah, Zach is, is sad news in that Zach is uh, replacing George Bowling as he is retiring and he will be the conference director and the head of tripping in the summer. Yeah. So welcome, Zach. We'll welcome have to get Zach. him on here. Yeah, we should. That's right. Um, maybe this fall, maybe like after he's got a few war stories and, uh, He's got that first summer glow, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, that's a great call. I, um, you know, poor Zach going into that first summer, man. I don't know. So it's, <laughs> glad he's here. He'll do fine. The, the, the first summer is always a tough one. First one is, you know what we used to say about raft guides? Um, the only thing, you know what the only thing more dangerous than a first year raft guide is? Uh, second year? A second year raft guide because <laughs> they think sense. they know something. Sure, sure. Zach will be fine. Yeah, he will. He will. And uh, it's sad. To, we've done this. We've mentioned this. We've got to have George and Mary Beth on just as a kind of yeah. uh, some closure for all of us. Uh, it's a sad thing. They're, they're still going to be local, though, which is great. And uh, yeah, so then we, we you're going to be heading up to Maine in a few weeks here. And then uh, this might be one of our last episodes that we do before summer. Yeah. Yeah. This will probably be the last one where we record in the same studio for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, you know, it'll, it'll be good to, to get into camp, but I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for camp to start. <laughs> and so I got to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, summer is almost here. It's crazy. And, and then we'll have, let's see, like we got a couple things coming up. We got work weekends mm-hmm. in our respective locations and then obviously summer camp and then, um, alumni camp and some conferencing stuff. But, yeah, we got to get into the full swing here soon. Yeah, I don't know if we've said this anywhere else, but we're we're attempting to start an alumni camp of sorts up oh, north. No way. Yeah, so Labor Day weekend, same one as down here. Um, we're this year we're just soft putting it out to all the former staff. Okay. Um, and their families. There's been a small group of people coming up to use the property, anyways. Yeah. So hopefully they'll latch onto that and and then maybe we'll gather that up into a real thing i love it awesome okay well for now it's first tuesday it is episode 25 baby let's get into it there we go it's tuesday the first tuesday of may In six days, I'll be headed north to begin opening the MRO property and start the month-long process of getting ready to have summer camp again. There's so much to be done. 
thank goodness it's just first Tuesday. Now, if you roll the clock back with me real quick, in my college years, I got into rock climbing. I had a friend who had some gear and a good bit of knowledge, and he would often be looking for someone to join him at a nearby state park on a Saturday. I loved being outside, and I found that I loved to climb as well. It was actually a good fit for a tall, lanky guy like me who didn't have too many muscles and isn't real sportsy. We climbed when we could, and gradually we got better. After I graduated, my best friend and I decided we would hit a local rock gym all winter to keep up our skills and our small muscles. We would go every Tuesday after work and climb until the gym closed. We spent most of our time bouldering, so no ropes just spotting for each other on the hard stuff and then working different routes in the bouldering part of the rock gym. Now, pretty early on, we got connected with this guy, Tim, and his wife. They were school teachers who loved rock climb. Every summer, they would live out of their van and travel around the nation, hitting local climbing spots and just kind of spending the life, their time outdoors. Tim was about six inches taller than I am. His hands were about twice the size of mine, and all of his muscles were about twice the size of mine. You get the picture. He was a good climber, and he was a big dude. Because he was also a teacher in his professional life, he actually made a really good mentor on the rock wall. Now, in the climbing world, we often talk about a specific climb as a problem. We work a problem or a route until we figure out the right sequence of moves and body positions that brings us to the top. Spending my winters working boulder problems made me a better top rope climber and eventually a better lead climber. I started being able to conceptualize a 60 meter climb as a series of boulder problems strung together. I would stand at the bottom and I would work the problem in my mind before getting on the rope. I would think about all the little things like which foot I wanted to hit the wall first, whether or not I needed to turn my knee to the wall or away from the wall, drawing my hips in closer. I would consider where my elbow needed to be in relation to my hand in order to get the maximum grip out of my fingers. All these things I learned to consider from this guy, Tim, as we climbed at a little hole in the wall gym in Doylestown, PA. Now there are some great parallels between my journey in rock climbing and my journey in my spiritual life. In climbing, I needed someone to show me how to climb, not just how to get started. I needed someone to take me out at an inconvenience to themselves and share their passion with me. And I needed to commit consistent time and effort to that craft. I needed a good mentor to help me climb harder with more skill than I had already. And eventually, I started helping other people learn how to climb, sharing my passion with them. I've been reading in Matthew lately. I was in Matthew 16 the other day, and it's probably a familiar chapter to you, but let me jog your memory. Matthew, at the beginning of the book, is telling us um, where Jesus has come from. He's telling us Jesus' lineage, and he argues that Jesus is the rightful king of the Jews. 
He has shown us Mary's heart posture towards God in her, her having Jesus and then raising him. And eventually we get to the disciples. And they have spent all kinds of time with Jesus. Jesus is teaching the crowds, speaking in parables, and then unpacking those parables with his disciples. In chapter 16, we get to two very famous and familiar stories. First, we get to Peter's rightful declaration of Jesus as Messiah. Verse 15, Jesus says, but what about you, he asked? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answers, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then just a few short verses later, we get Jesus's rebuke of Peter for having his own, and wrong I might point out, view of what the future would or should hold for Jesus. Verse 21, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and then suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on and on the third day raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this should never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So here's Peter, a guy who has spent tons of time with Jesus. He's been mentored by Jesus. He's seen miracles with his own eyes. He's given up his lifestyle to basically become a homeless bum and follow Jesus around the nation of Israel. This guy's committed, but he still has more to learn. He's getting some things right that the Pharisees aren't getting right. And he's singled out by Matthew, who was there as well, as the guy who was bold enough to say out loud that Jesus is the true son of God, but he still has more to learn. The mentoring and skills that I learned in PA at a little rock gym from an unlikely school teacher eventually helped me climb so much that I did a road trip out west looking to climb in some iconic spots. <clears throat> I climbed on golden cliffs where I had the worst fall of my life. I climbed Clear Creek Canyon on a three pitch 510D laid back crack, which if you don't speak rock climber is really hard. When we were out at our first camp in Montana, I climbed at a spot right above where they filmed a river runs through it. It's called Scorched Earth. I climbed rocks that Alex Lowe created routes on. All right, right. enough name dropping and humble brags. Fast forward about 15 years. I no longer climb. It got harder to do once we had kids and work responsibilities increased. I sold most of my gear a while ago, and other than the local Ninja Warrior course at the Nick here in Wolfboro, you won't find me on a rock wall. I no longer put effort into getting better at climbing or keeping up my small muscles in the rock climbing shape. Now today is the first Tuesday of a month, but seven days from now it'll be the first Tuesday of my MRO season. On Tuesday, I'll probably wake up at 5.30 with my mind cranking on all the things that are stressing me out. I'll get out of bed and I'll make coffee as long as Jammer hasn't beat me to it yet. 
and I'll sit at my kitchen table, which looks out at a set of woods that is known to have moose walk through it, deer, and occasionally a fisher cat. I do that on purpose because I want the beauty of the world that God has created to be in my line of sight every time I look up from reading my Bible. I'll sip my coffee and read my Bible. Eventually, I'll make breakfast and then begin to talk through the logistics of the day with Jammer. Once the crew is up and has had breakfast, I'll share a thought for the day from something that I've read out of the Bible in the last week. And that will be my habit at the start of my day. Because unlike my journey with rock climbing, which has mostly ended, I still have things to learn in my spiritual journey to become more like Christ. And like Peter in chapter 16 of Matthew, I'm getting some things right, but I still have a lot more to learn. This has been the 25th episode of the Three Camps Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Looking forward to seeing some of you this summer. And we'll try and keep you updated as to what's happening on the pod over the next few months. Thanks again. So long.